You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching. Why? Why did it have to be snakes, right? So guys, we are not some crazy church that worships snakes, right? But we are going to be getting into some spiritual warfare type conversations. And this is just a glimpse of what's coming in the future where we're going to be talking about spiritual warfare and really digging in uh, into a series in the fall that's coming. So this is a little glimpse of that. But what do you think about when it comes to snakes? You know, what pops into your head Do you think cold-blooded, creepy, crawly, get that thing away from me? Or do you think like, it's cool, man, because they get rid of the rodents, right? But today, yeah, we're going to talk about snakes, and we're going to actually talk about the biblical worldview of snakes. You know, what does it say in the Bible about them, basically? And let's not be afraid as we take a hike into the wilderness to face the snakes, right? You know, I grew up living outside of the city limits, and actually I still live, and I've lived in several parts of Medina County, Atascosa County, so I've always kind of lived outside of the city, and I grew up out by Highway 16, close to Poteet, and my mom and dad, when we were kids, would always say, be careful with the copperhead, right? And then later in life, I moved over to Medina County, and There was a lot of snakes out there. When I moved out there, I was clearing the property. It was a couple of acres, and there was this treehouse that was just falling apart in this tree about 14 feet off the ground. And so I started clearing the property, and part of the job was to get rid of that. And so I got up there, and I'm taking it apart piece by piece, right? And my wife is on the ground, and she's basically dragging the debris into a burn pile. And then I look up into the tree, and I just, like, jump like a cat off of that thing, like, whoop! I landed down there. My wife was like, are you okay? And I said, there's a snake. It was right above my head, right? And I'm like, go get the pellet rifle. That was my only weapon. Go get the pellet rifle. I'm going to keep my eye on it. I don't want it to get away from me. She brings it out. I start firing at it. It did not even move, right? And I'm like, what? So I got a hoe, you know, a a backyard hoe, the, the little digger thing. And I got up there. And I poked at it. It didn't move. It didn't move. I turned the hoe around and I yanked it off the tree. It fell on the ground. And it was a rubber snake. (laughs) It was a rubber snake. Scared me so much. Right? It's like, what? Who would put that up there? Now I live in Floresville. I got a couple acres out there. And man, is there some snakes. There's some snakes out there. I have killed, I've been out there for 15 years. I have killed, I don't know how many snakes. I've stepped on a snake barefoot in my garage, right? Vita, my wife, has killed a snake in my absence. And she'll tell you that story. She's like, she saw it. It raised its head in the grass. She got a hoe and she struck it down and cut the head and she missed Our dog protected her. She eventually got it after three tries to hit that thing. 
And then my son, my son Josiah, he's like cutting the backyard, the back acre, what I call, in the riding lawnmower. And he, I get this phone call on my phone. It's like, it's from him. And I look through the window and he says, Dad, there's a big snake out here. Bring the shotgun. And he's, I look out the window and he's standing on the seat of that riding lawnmower. <laughs> My brother came for a barbecue and he got bit by a snake in my backyard. So I got a lot of snakes out there. But what about you guys? Have you guys ever had some encounters with some snakes? Has one ever snuck into your backyard? Oh my gosh, don't let it sneak into your garage, right? What about when you go hiking or something and one spooks you on a trail? Or you go to a river somewhere to, you know, bask in the sun and play and you see a snake out there. They're scary for sure. How many by a raise of hands are, are afraid of snakes? Let me hear. Let me see. By a raise of hands. How many of you guys? Look. Right? I used to be too. I used to be too very much afraid of snakes. But I'm not so much anymore after so many years of dealing with them. You know, I learned that there's like 3,000 species in every continent. Right? Except Antarctica, of course, because of the ice. But, and I've also learned through the years of how to identify a snake, if it's venomous or not. And here's a picture. Basically, by the shape of the head will give you a good clue, right? If it's got that triangle-shaped viper head, that's a venomous snake, right? But in the Bible, in the Bible, it talks about how snakes are associated with craftiness, deceit, sin, evil, all through the Bible, right? There's stories in there from the very beginning of Genesis, the serpent to the end in Revelation, a serpent being cast into the abyss, right? And last time I was up here talking, giving a message to you guys, I mentioned this concept of, it's a psychotherapeutic concept of when you face something, right, it pursues you and I mean, when you run from something, it pursues you. When you face it, it transforms you, right? And I was actually listening after that message later that week. I was listening to another podcast from a counselor, and I heard him say something similar to that concept, right, of, you know, what you run from pursues you, what you face transforms you. And he referenced a Bible story that illustrates this, and that caught my attention. I'm like, let me take a look at that. I opened up my Bible, and snakes have been on my mind since, right? When I read that narrative, and I'll share it with you here in a little bit, but I met up with Pastor Doug, Pastor Pedro for lunch not too long ago, and I mentioned that story to them, and we talked about spiritual warfare. We had lunch, had a good, good time, good talk. I left, and I'm at a light, and at the light, I... I'm waiting for it to turn green, right? So I'm looking, and all of a sudden, my gaze shifts over to the street and sign, and it's Culebra, snake in Spanish. I'm like, okay, coincidence, right? And then my wife, she's been sending these messages. She watches the next door app on her phone, right? She kind of monitors the neighborhood and stuff. And she says, hey, man, there's, there's been a lot of reports of snakes in our neighborhood. I said, really? And she shoots me this picture of one of our neighbors down the road. It's a copperhead. That's one of those venomous snakes, right? And I'm like, okay, okay, more snakes. My neighbor, my neighbor across from me, right? He shoots me and my wife a text and he says, hey, I saw a snake going to your backyard. 
and he's afraid of snakes. I've learned this about him. And I'm like, dude, you should have killed it. So there I go looking for the snake because I don't want it to scare my mom or go into our garage, right? And yes, I killed that snake. I found it and I killed it. Then next last week, last week I was meeting with the prayer team right here in the cafe. And that evening we were going to talk about spiritual warfare. And in that conversation, I mentioned to them how Pastor Doug had shot me a script, not a prayer about deliverance, right? And I wanted to read it to them. And I looked for it on my phone, but I couldn't find it. And I just Googled on my computer right there in the meeting. I Googled deliverance prayer, and this pops up on my computer. That's a viper head right there, right? And I'm like, okay, Lord, what's going on? But yeah, that's what's been on my mind. And before we keep going, guys, let's go ahead and bow in prayer. I want to pray, Father, here we are, Lord. Here I am talking about snakes, Lord. Father, how I so much want to only speak the words, Father, that you put in my mouth. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence. Help us to hear what you want us, what you want to say, Father, regardless of me. In Jesus' name, amen. So this biblical narrative I'm going to talk to you guys about, I'm going to give you the context, you know, the backstory on this story. And it's actually found in the book of Numbers, right? I'm, it's actually found in the book of Numbers, which is part of the Torah. That's those first five books of the, of the Old Testament. And in this context, in this story, um, the Israelites have been freed from Egypt from slavery, right, and through Moses, and he's leading them through the wilderness to the promised land. Well, it's almost been 40 years, right, and they just defeated the Canaanites, and the way the Bible puts it is that they totally destroyed them, right, and then after that, Moses says, hey, you know what, we're almost there, but we got to take a detour, and how many of us like taking a detour after we've been on a long trip, right? And this is what he says. If you guys would go ahead and stand up, I want to read God's word. It says this, and they began to speak against God and Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die here in the wilderness? They complained. There is nothing to eat here, nothing to drink, and we hate this horrible manna. So the Lord said, poisonous snakes among the people, and many were bitten and died. Then the people came to Moses and cried out, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take away the snakes. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord told him, Make a replica of the snakes. So Moses, make a replica of the snakes, of the poisonous snakes, and attach it to a pole. And all who were bidden will live if they simply look at it. Then everyone who was bidden by the snake could look at the bronze snake and be healed. That's God's word. Go ahead and sit down, guys. Why did it have to be snakes, right? That's what I thought too when I read this story, right? Why did it have to be snakes? You know, I learned, and scholars, I've read some commentaries, some scholars out there like, maybe it's because snakes, you know, illustrate or represent sin, evil, poison. Maybe that's why God used the snakes. I'm not quite sure but I want to share three principles that we can kind of take from this passage, you know, that I think can transform us when we face 
the snakes. And that's, that's going to be our, our uh, big idea, right? To face the snakes. Turn to somebody next to you right now and say, hey, face the snakes. Face the snakes. And here's the first principle. Don't run from it, but face your sin. Face your sin. The scripture says, then the people came to Moses and cried out, we have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. You know, sin basically is a transgression against God, meaning to miss the mark, right? And here in the wilderness where there's little to no water, right? Where there's little to no food, they're complaining, And the crazy thing is that God was providing food and water, right? He was providing manna, which scholars say is like a thin bread, kind of flaky stuff that's coming out of the sky. And the the preceding chapter to this story is actually where God told Moses to speak to a rock and the water would gush out of it, right? So he was providing water as well. So this is what they said. They said, There is nothing to eat here, nothing to drink. Lie. They complained complained about the manna. I hate this horrible manna. Right? Another translation puts it this way. They were disgusted with this miserable food. Whatever you do, do not say say that in your kitchen. (laughs) Right? That's some harsh language, right? That's harsh. How many times have we ourselves... Talk about somebody or speak against somebody, right? Like our boss, a friend, a family member, your dad, your, your kids. God, we've, we've done this for sure. And here's the thing with sin. It's not only that you can speak it. We know we can do it. Physically, so it's not something you just speak. It's not something you just hear. It's something we do. Sometimes it's unseen, right? We struggle with hidden sins. It takes on many forms. And I'd like to pause for just a moment right now. Just pause a little bit. And I want us to just think about what What is there inside of us? Right? And I'm not doing this to make you feel bad. I don't want you to feel bad. I do want healing. I want healing for myself. I want it for you. Right? So let's pause and just say, Holy Spirit, speak to us. Speak to me. You know... I recently got together with the prayer team, like I mentioned, and Will Mueller, who is one of the prayer leaders, talked about spiritual warfare and shared some information that he got from a book. And in that book, it's one of the quotes that stuck to me was that repentance precedes deliverance and deliverance often leads to healing in other areas. The Three Battlegrounds book. Then Pastor Doug, who's no stranger to dealing with snakes, check out this picture right here. He dealt with a big old snake right there. 
He said just recently to spiritually elevate, we must evacuate, right? I'm like, wow. That basically means that we have to have this, this repentant heart where we're looking at ourselves. And repentance is one of those words that people like, it's a bad word, right? But it's not really. It's just shifting your gaze, kind of taking a look around, turning towards God. It's not a bad thing. What do you, what do I need to be delivered from? What do I need to turn from? Is there a snake in the grass of your heart or my heart that I need to deal with? You know, let's face the snakes right now, guys. And this is what I want to do. I want to pray a prayer of repentance. And it's going to be a short prayer. I'm going to ask you if you're willing to pray this prayer with me. I want to let's put it up there on the, on, the, on the board, on the screen. There's a blank there. And that blank, that blank is, is for us, for you individually, for me. Think about that person, maybe, that particular sin. And you can verbalize that silently. But I want us to pray out loud, right? And I'm going to pray, and you pray after me. Okay, let's pray this. Father, I have sinned against you. I have sinned against. Father, I choose right now to face my sin. To turn from it and turn towards you. Give me the strength to fight this fight. To face the snakes in your mighty name, Jesus. And all of us said, Amen. Be bold, familia. Face your sin. Have a repentant heart. Here's the second principle from that scripture. Face the reality you need help. Check out what the Israelites did next says they prayed that the Lord will take away the snakes. Right? They actually asked Moses to pray that the Lord would take away the snakes. In another version of the Bible, it says they asked for, in, for him to intercede. That means come between me and, and that, the snakes. Right? They realized that they needed help. And we, this is what, something we need to do. And I'm, I'm bad about this sometimes. I, I have a hard time asking for help sometimes. But it's so important, especially in spiritual warfare, to ask for help. To ask for help. And here's what I want to ask you to do now. I want to ask you to pull out your phone if you're, if you're comfortable to do this. You don't have to if you don't want to, but maybe you can do it later. Anybody watching online? can do this. You can pull out your phone just like I did right here. And you can ask for prayer right now if you want to. From a friend that you trust, from a family member. And here's what's going to happen when you do this. If you do it now or you do it later. It's going to, they're going to see it. And they're like, oh my gosh, what is going on with Rudy or whoever sends the message with Jesse? What's going on? They're asking for prayer. Something must be happening. 
And here's what I don't want to happen is I don't want to cause stress on somebody, make them worry about you. So when you send that message, you want to do it right now or later, put it this way. Say, hey, you know what? The pastor said, encourage me to, however you want to word it, to ask for help in fighting and facing the snakes. Pray for me. It's like that. Do it now. Do it later. If you want to go to the prayer team later and ask for that help, I encourage you. So important that we ask for help, right? Face the reality. You need help. I need help. And here's the last principle. Face the snake to be healed. Check out what our key scripture says in those last two verses. It says, then the Lord told him, make a replica of the poisonous snake and attach it to the pole. All who are bitten will live if they would simply look at it. So Moses made a snake out of bronze and attached it to the pole. Then everyone who was bitten by the snake could look at this bronze snake and what? Be healed. Did you get that? Simply look at it and be healed. That means there was no anti-venom that they needed to inject, right? There was no ointment that they needed to rub on it. They didn't need to suck the blood out, right? Nothing like that. There was no spiritual thing they needed to do, a religious act. They just simply needed to look. How... Sometimes, I, th- I, you know, one of the things I do is I put myself there and I'm like, are you serious? Look at this snake. I'm being bitten by snakes. People are dying. You want me to look at the snake? Yeah. What was on the pole? A snake. What did a symbol of? Evil, sin, spiritual warfare, a creature that caused sin to enter the earth. Right? And here it is, made of some shiny metal bronze, is what it says. And look at it, and you'll be healed. And we too need that healing. We need to face the snakes. You know, I find this story so interesting because it's incredible how, through all these years, that symbol, what it stands for, Right? Check it out. It might mean help is on the way. Right? So many organizations that are in healthcare, the World Health Organization has their logo, that symbol. My old army patch, right? Health Services Command, right? Has it on that patch. So I want to encourage you, familia, to face the snake and be willing to face your sin, face the reality that you need help. And face the snake to be healed. You know, as I studied this particular scripture, I I learned that Paul, who wrote a lot of the New Testament, references this, this story by saying this. He says, nor should we put Christ to the test as some have some of them did and then died from snake bites. And I dug into that a little bit and I learned that. Paul was, in the context of that scripture, was warning about idolatry. And then I I learned, too, about this 
thing that Moses created, this, this pole with a snake on it, actually became later a symbol that was worshipped like idolatry. They, they had to destroy it. That's found in the book of Kings, 2 Kings chapter 18. Isn't that crazy? Have you ever thought about this? Have you ever thought that Jesus, metaphorically speaking, has been a snake? The Bible says that God made him sin, right? Somebody who didn't have no sin to be sin for us. And Jesus himself references this scripture by saying, and Moses, and as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on the pole in the wilderness, so the man, the son of man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. Guys, that's my, that's my hope. That's my hope is that in this message is that everybody would look to the cross of Jesus of what he's done to take our sin and through his death and resurrection we battle the snakes evil took on sin and believing in him in Jesus Christ that is the anti-venom that provides eternal life. Eternal life. I love this story. I love your word, Lord. And you know what? Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ basically turning Satan into this something that is powerless. Powerless. Like a rubber snake. That's beautiful. Well, guys, I want to close in prayer. If you would bow your heads with me. Oh, Lord. Father, we, I, Father, we have sinned against you. And right now, Lord God, we choose to turn from our sin and turn towards you, Father. And we ask, Lord, that through your Holy Spirit to help us, to pray for us through your Holy Spirit, Father, because we need help in this spiritual battle against the snakes. We lift our eyes to the cross of Jesus, Lord God, our healer, our deliverer, our mighty God who rebukes Satan and his demons. And we do, we do this as well, Father, through your powerful name, Jesus. Drive them away from us that we would be free from demonic oppression in the name of Jesus. Father, help us to keep our eyes on Jesus. And Lord, for those that have not looked to the cross, Lord God, and believed in Jesus, I pray you draw them to yourself, that they would lift their gaze and believe. Believe. Thank you, Father, for all that you have done, for all that you continue to do. Thank you for your presence. 
I thank you, Lord God, for Jesus. In his mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for having me again. I love y'all. You know what? You guys are beautiful. Beautiful people. I want to remind you of a couple of things. Our giving. You know what? When you give here at City Tribe, you'd be amazed at the different ministries that financial resources that you provide go to. And there's four ways right there. You can do it online. You can text to give. You can go to the giving kiosk or drop it off in an envelope. But yesterday was one of those ministries. We had what we call all tribe training. Your giving helps us disciple our leaders from our church. Your giving helps us to share information that is powerful. Learning how to help others when they're grieving was one of the topics. It's so impactful how your generosity is being used. And that was just, just one way. So thank you. The way you give, guys. Will you guys go ahead and stand up. I want to speak a benediction over you. Familia, go from here not afraid of these snakes. Right? Being bold to face them. To face your sin. Face that. You need help. Face the snake and be healed. Go in the powerful name of Jesus. Have a beautiful day. I love you guys. Peace. We're glad you were a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check the City Tribe YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, or our website, citytribe.church. May you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved.